Welcome to Taking Notes with NextGen Venture Partners, where we have interesting conversations with entrepreneurs and innovators in the NextGen investing ecosystem. I'm your host, Dan Mindis. We hope you enjoy the discussion. My guest today is Joy Bosai, founder and CEO of Pluto Health, where NextGen Venture Partners is an investor. Pluto lets patients access and store health records on your phone with the potential over time to receive recommendations and engage with the community around health issues. Joy and I discuss the challenges around collecting patient records today and the possibilities for personal and public health with better information access. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Joy, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Let's start with your last role at Duke. Why don't you tell everyone what you were doing there? Yeah, so my last role at Duke, I served as Chief of Digital Health and uh, Strategy at our at the Duke Clinical Research Institute. It is one of the largest research institutes in the nation where they do several hundred clinical trials a year. And my job was really to work and interface with startups and help them develop the evidence piece to look at the outcomes of their tools. So it was a really, really great experience in meeting a ton of innovators across the globe and trying to work with them to develop the proof that they need to ensure that the claims that they're making are valid. Another piece of my job was to understand how to incorporate technology so that it could optimize clinical trials. So I learned a lot about how technology can improve access to data in research as well. Another role that I had was I served as associate director for a group at Duke called Innovations in Healthcare. And that group was started by McKinsey and Company about 10 years ago. And the whole idea was to create an ecosystem for startups, particularly in the health technology realm, to link them with partners that could help them scale. So every year, uh, we would pick a few startups and help them develop the partnerships that they needed so that they could propel what they were doing. There's very much a global focus as well. So a lot of the innovators were not in the United States, and they were making really great stuff in like India, Sub-Saharan Africa, China, Latin America. So it was a super fun experience. And so had a really, really great time at Duke overall in general. It does sound very interesting. You've moved on, and so hopefully there's a, there was a high bar to, uh, to get you to do the next thing. But you mentioned in your answer technology around patient data. Maybe you could share a little bit more about what you found there prior to starting Pluto Health. Yeah, so what I found on the research side, we would spend a lot of time focusing on obtaining patient data. It would cost the system and the researchers a lot of money just to access patient data and to monitor patients to see how they're doing, both in the understanding how to get their medical records sense, but also just understanding data that was coming in from like, say, their Fitbits or their heart monitors and things like that. So a lot of money and resources were spent on obtaining that data. The issue was encompassed in two main barriers. The first is a lot of the data coming in was delayed. So sometimes you wouldn't even get the data for months. And then the second was we couldn't do active monitoring because of the delay. So the data that we would obtain would not be the the best type of data that you could get because there was so much recall bias. And also the time delays just led us to not be able to do things that we wanted. 
One issue that really struck me was that we in general in the research community spend so much time gathering this data. And once we have it, we don't typically tend to share it with patients and our participants in studies. And so I thought that it was about time to be able to send that data back to patients so that they have access to it because ultimately they're the ones that will benefit from it and they're the ones that gave us permission for the data. So they certainly have a right to it. And so that's sort of how Pluto was born. Joy, you talked about some of the challenges there that inspired Pluto Health. Tell us a little bit about that initial vision, the spark for starting something new and and what you wanted to accomplish with it. Yeah, my initial vision was... (laughs) it touched both researchers and our participants or patients is one, how do I make this process faster and cheaper for researchers? And then two, well, it should actually be the first primary goal, but how do we make this a better experience for patients to participate in trials? So how do we enable access and make sure that all of the hard work that goes into getting records and data from patients is actually fed back to uh, the people that really, really matter, which is our participants. And so we wanted to create an infrastructure that was good for research, but also really, really good for patients. And so that's ultimately what had propelled our development of Pluto. And tell us, what are some of the key elements of the product today and and as you move forward over the next year or two? Absolutely. So Pluto helps aggregate siloed data. But on top of that, it helps the patient get things that would normally take ages and many phone calls to do. Um, They get them within a few minutes. So what we're able to do is synchronize uh, electronic records from multiple health systems. Our coverage is about 85% to 90% across the U.S., depending on the studies and the surveys. And then the other piece is that where we're different is we've innovated around the fact that patients don't have to remember their portal logins or the names of their doctors to get the records. We can offload a lot of that burden away from the patient. So we do the work for the patient. And then the second piece that we're building in is access to insurance. So we are able to view your claims and your insurance information but also building in ways to make payments, both to your providers and to insurers. So the idea is that it's your one-stop shop to taking care of all the administrative tasks that you need. So that's generally our roadmap for this year. There's a lot of sensitive information that's flowing through Pluto Health. So how do you assure patients that their medical records, how things play out in a clinical trial they might be involved in, is staying with the right parties? It's a really great question. And it's one of those things that our team is really passionate about is being a solution that's available for patients where we won't sell any of your personal information. There are some solutions that have some features of Pluto that will if you read the very fine print, say that they'll sell your personal information to outside third parties. We just don't do that. And one of the ways that we also ensure security is that everything is stored with the patient. So all of your records and all of your insurance information, all that sensitive information is stored directly on your phone. 
We don't store it in a random cloud that we that is a honeypot for hackers to jump into. That also is really good for business because it allows us to scale well across multiple systems without having us go through all of these security checks that are required when you have a big cloud storage piece. So it's super secure. The analogy I would provide is that we're building the freeways between you, your data, and whoever you want to share it to. And if that information is a car, we're basically opening up the freeways, but we don't own the car that passes through. So all of the data is just shared between the patient participant and whoever they designated to hang on to all of it. And as I think about a patient myself, the highway to my data is certainly attractive. It's arguably somewhat shocking in in a world of nearly ubiquitous APIs that most people don't have that today. I remember my wife a decade ago signed up for Google Health, which was supposed to be something similar. So why don't we have this right now? I think that we have it in fragments, but not in a unified platform. I think that there are a variety of reasons for why it's been such a challenge. The first, I think, you know, in the days of Google Health, the regulation and reimbursement just wasn't in place. So, for instance, there weren't enough health systems that were on electronic health records, and there weren't enough systems that could share and have APIs that allow them to share their data digitally. So that was a big problem in the Google Health, Microsoft Health Vault days. The other side of the piece is that reimbursement didn't fall into line to incentivize health systems to share and open up that data. And the third piece, I guess, is that on behalf of the EHR systems, it just goes against their business model, right? So they'll charge health systems a ton of money just to share data between one health system and another. So it gets rather clunky and very expensive for health systems to be able to share data. So what we're really innovating in is an environment where technology is now in place, regulation is in place. You know, they just expanded the 21st Century Secure Act to force health systems to open up data digitally for patients. So the environment is just right to innovate at this time. And in addition to giving patients access to their their own data, which is, I think, something most of us would find attractive, you're also helping many other players sort of in the broader healthcare system. And and I guess with Duke, you are focused on clinical research and your platform is going to be helpful with clinical research going forward. So tell us, what is the value proposition to the sponsor of that research, to the pharma company, the biotech company, the medical device company? Why would they be working with you? Great question. Well, so I'm hoping to provide a solution that's cheaper and faster. Basically, getting things digitally is a lot faster than hiring research coordinators to get a bunch of faxed medical records. So that's the biggest value prop. The second is that we are able to engage with patients on a different level. So where we deliver Pluto, it doesn't just include research trials, but it also includes engaging with the patient well before they even think about participating in research. So we can introduce Pluto at points of care. So for instance, when someone's seeing a doctor or when someone's about to see a new specialist for the first time and they get their records on Pluto, we actually can engage with the patient at the point of care before there is even a need for research. 
And once they go along their healthcare journey and they either are actively looking for a research to participate in or say like a research sponsor is interested in a patient population, we can have access to those patients and ask them if they're interested in participating in things that they would qualify for. And then the other piece is that because Pluto is with the patient along their healthcare journey, we can actually track if there are outside events that happen beyond just the one hospital where they were consented for research. So an example would be if I'm part of a heart failure study at Duke and I have a heart attack at UNC and I'm seen by a doctor there, we can actually visualize and see the records from UNC without the research sponsor really having to worry about it. Whereas before, they would have to pay people to ask the patient, hey, have you been seen by another doctor recently and where are those records? And then get obtain those records manually. So it really helps to streamline the process in terms of access and also follow-up. It seems like you're dragging a lot of things into the 21st century that they maybe should have been automated, centralized, you know, building those highways previously. Have other countries been ahead of the curve here, or is this a sort of universal problem across the globe? I don't know of really any countries that have innovated around this super, super well, but I do know like there are some countries like in Western Europe where a patient has a unified record and they can go wherever they want and they carry this card with them. They do this in France. But outside of that, I think that we are still facing a lot of desperate silo data in multiple health systems. I speak frequently with colleagues in the UK who say that this is a huge problem. Colleagues in Germany in the research realm, a huge problem as well. I think the issue just stems from the fact that we haven't gone digital fully in multiple health systems. So it's a new era and it's super exciting. But, you know, we'll continue to innovate as things get on digital (laughs) from the provider sense. Well, you've been launching this business in a very unusual time, a very challenging time. How has COVID impacted your business so far? I'll say that it has really created a sense of duty and passion with the work that we do. You know, we are just starting Pluto, and I think that for us, we really see value in being able to provide patients with a source of their data and their source of truth to their medical records and things like that. So that's valuable. In the future, I'm really excited about Pluto's ability to help track things like the flu and look at prevalence and things like that. But obviously, we have to get to scale before that happens. The other side of the story is that because of COVID, the research realm has exploded. So a lot of uh, companies are really interested in tools that help them to carry out their research faster. So tools that help accelerate their timelines, anything to sort of trim the fat for clinical trials has been widely appreciated among my colleagues. You kind of teased us with this really intriguing idea that at scale, you'll be able to track flu outbreaks. What are some of the other things that are possible with scale over time? Yeah, with scale over time, we are really excited about 
being able to provide patients recommendations with things that are relevant to them. So personalized recommendations as to what makes sense for a patient. And an example would be with enough partnerships and things like that, we would be able to know who you are, where you live, what your insurance is. And we would know, hey, for example, if you just had knee surgery, we would say, hey, there's a physical therapist right around the corner that you might find helpful. So really coming to scale and making those suggestions for patients is powerful. One thing at scale that we can do is also enable patients if they want to connect with others that are like them. That is way in the future from now, but that's one of the things that we can do. As a public health person, I'm just really excited about helping to track the prevalence of conditions and to help manage care at a population-based level. So working with providers to understand what conditions are happening where and have targeted campaigns to address those issues. So that's one of the things I'm really excited about. And certainly that applies to infectious diseases, but are you also thinking about chronic diseases like diabetes or what are some of the other use cases for that? So for example, if in the dream sense, (laughs) Pluto gets at scale, we'll be able to know, hey, there are a ton of people on this particular block that have diabetes. What would be really fun is to work with, say, the city or the government to say, hey, this is an area where we could build a walkway or a bike path or try to help get patients mobile in this area. Or it could also be that we target educational tools and have community workers also, you know, focus in that area of the city or the block or what have you. So you could really hone in on that. There's also a use case like, say, for asthma, where you, if you understand exactly where more people have exacerbations or they're having reactions, there could be a lot of valuable information that you can share with both providers and the government that might be able to help change things for people who live in that area. It's funny you mentioned asthma, Joy. I just had a flashback. I had an internship the summer between my senior year of high school and freshman year of college and my state assemblyman. And I spent most of the summer writing a research report on asthma. The only thing I remember about it was that a major cause of asthma was the dust that comes from cockroaches. Dust causes a lot of of asthma and, and it was highly focused in public housing. So I have no idea if that's still true. It's been over 20 years, but I could certainly see how if people had an on their phones, do you have asthma, you're geolocated, that could be very valuable. Absolutely. Hopefully the science has progressed since an 18-year-old with health or biology training was coming to certain conclusions. Joy, you talked about the possibility uh, that over time you can help patients with recommendations. I'm curious how that intersects or might intersect with individuals' uh, genetic information. That's really interesting. I mean, that field is, I wouldn't say new, but there's still a lot of it that we have to learn. I think that it would be really interesting to understand interactions between genetic data and health conditions and your environment, right? So based on geolocation and we know your patterns, to understand if certain conditions that impact certain populations more versus others, that would be really interesting Certainly, that's like next level, but not to say that we can't get there. (laughs) 
but really, really fun to study. Joy, moving from the public health world, which you're still in, but you're now in the high growth startup world as well. What's been the biggest lesson? I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is that I have found so much meaning in developing groups and teams that aren't traditionally involved in healthcare to get excited and to get them motivated about making a difference. Working with engineers of all walks of life and designers and things like that, it's just been such a treat to be able to see their eyes light up when I say, hey, you're actually, you could prevent a medical mistake. You can help someone get to their appointments faster. You can help them get better care. And I just find it so rewarding to see that all of us have a role in impacting the health of other people positively, especially during this time in COVID. That's been really, really great. And there's something really special about giving back to patients the data that industry for a long time has held to themselves. And so that's been really great to live and breathe every day. Joy, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Taking Notes with NextGen Venture Partners. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. To learn more about us or to hear all of our past podcasts, please go to nextgenvp.com. And now for some important disclaimers. The information contained in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to purchase any securities. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Any performance or projections contained herein may be significantly affected by future events. Any opinions, assumptions, assessments, statements, or the like regarding future events or which are forward-looking constitute only subjective views and beliefs, should not be relied on, and are subject to change due to a variety of factors, including fluctuating market conditions and economic factors.